episode of Hey Alexa, Am I Dying? A podcast talking about different diseases, illnesses, medical conditions, or disorders, and how they affect the human body. So there's definitely something exciting about today's episode. As you can probably tell from the title, it's a little bit different. The first reason why it's exciting is that it's the first episode of my mental health mini-series that I've been working on. So I was planning on putting out an episode about stroke, actually, before this one, Um, but some things didn't work out, and I was kind of too excited about this one, and I just went with the flow, and I started working on this one. So here I am. As I mentioned, this is the first episode of my mini-series on mental health, and the series is actually going to have four episodes, each one on a different mental health disorder or condition. So today's is about anxiety, if you already if you can already tell. And I thought it would be a great topic to start off the series. So I know that this podcast is about di- like different conditions that can harm your body and potentially even kill you. Hence the name Am I Dying? And at first glance, a series about mental health doesn't seem that it will fit the niche of my podcast. Um But looking at it from a perspective of empathy almost, the way our brains think and the way our brains work have a lot to do with how our bodies behave and react to our senses. So the saying stress can kill you isn't very far off as stress can greatly impact your life for the worse. So yeah, this is the first episode, but that's just because I'm very passionate about this topic in particular and there's a lot to say about it. So this episode isn't going to be structured how my norm- my episodes normally are. I've added a few things here and there about um, my experiences with anxiety and I am going to get a little bit more personal and I'm going to use some examples from my own life and how it's affected me. So I'm sorry for the annoying long intro, but I hope you enjoy the episode. Also, a quick trigger warning, I do cover serious topics and this episode such as suicide so just be aware of that um and just listen carefully and cautiously okay so this time i forgot to mention that instead of interviewing an organization i spoke with one of my really good friends and we just spoke about her experiences with anxiety and just the topic in general and the interview is coming later on in the episode but that's why this one might be a little bit longer, but yeah. Personally, my anxiety usually tends to be about one general thing, and that thing is the future. So this is very common. I can, I tend to get anxious before an event or a gathering or just like anything that isn't a part of my day-to-day life already. My brain can go to the worst case scenario and I can start to feel the physical symptoms. And I know that my stomach can start to hurt. I start sweating, my mouth goes dry. Things like that are usually the symptoms that I experience. And these are very common for others. 
another way that I get anxious about the future is just thinking about my future itself and if it's gonna be like quote unquote good or bad. So it has been easier for me to slip into this kind of anxiety over the past year and the thoughts of usually consist of me wondering if I'm, you know, gonna end up in a bad place in the future, if everything's gonna work out. And thoughts like this are usually normal, but they're completely irrational and they do go away eventually, but they can definitely impact you if it gets too far. So yeah, that's my personal experience with anxiety, but I also have not been diagnosed with a specific anxiety disorder, so that's just something to keep in mind, but yeah, that's what I've gone through, and now I'm going to go through the specifics of what it is and the symptoms and just like a more and just a more researched way of just telling you all about what it is exactly so the symptoms of anxiety include the following feeling nauseous suddenly feeling like you're in danger like a sense of fight or flight might kick in increased heart rate fatigue sweating shaking um i know that i I definitely like those last two i've definitely gone through those um having trouble focusing on the task at hand having stomach issues that's a big one um having the urge to avoid the things that can trigger anxiety So for me, sometimes I know that if I have anxiety for something, like an event, or even going to the mall, yes, I get anxiety before going to the mall, it's it's very overwhelming for me, especially if I know that um, I have to go there with the intention of like getting things from a list because I have to, Um, that can definitely like annoy me and yeah, so that kind of might sound irrational or stupid, but um, I don't like the mall. And I try to avoid it when I can, and I only go when I, like, need to go. And, like, if I'm running out of clothes, I have to... I've tried in the past to convince my mom to just shop online because I don't want to go to the mall. Um, But she would still take me to the mall because whether I'd like to admit it or not, it was just easier. But yeah, sorry, that was a random tangent. But yes, going to the mall, that's a place that I don't like. So... I can I tend to avoid the place when I can. So when to see a doctor, if you feel like this anxiety isn't interfering with your life to the point where it's interfering with your relationships with others, your career or other things, that's when you should go to a doctor. Um and if it's getting too hard to control or you have another condition along with the anxiety like depression, alcoholism or addiction, and suicidal thoughts especially if you're getting those then definitely see a doctor a common thing that can cause it to start forming is trauma but a lot of people can still have it without this necessarily occurring some medical causes that can also be linked to anxiety or the following diabetes, heart disease, substance abuse, and thyroid problems. 
Some anxiety can be a side effect of some medications. The medication will usually specify if this is true, so you'll be aware ahead of time when getting it. So for risk factors, some of these things can include trauma, as I mentioned earlier. Like kids who went through uh, abuse or trauma in their childhood um, may be subject to anxiety later in life. Stress due to a medical condition can also impact your anxiety. Um, Just stress buildup in general, like we have such busy lives like day to day and like I'm sure that everyone has underlying stress. Um, Family medical history, so this one's interesting because like if your parents have anxiety, your risk of having it goes up significantly, which I didn't know it could be genetically passed down. So that's pretty interesting. Um, Your personality, some personalities are more likely to have anxiety than others, which is interesting. Um, Substance abuse and other mental health disorders. There are definitely some complications that comes with anxiety, and some of them are depression, substance abuse, bowel problems, insomnia, headaches, isolation, and suicide. You probably can notice that a lot of the symptoms, risk risk factors, and complications are very similar. And that's kind of because, like with mental health and anxiety especially, a lot of things flow with each other and kind of go hand in hand, if that makes sense. Like, um, for example, addiction um, impacts your mental health and mental well-being, which inevitably will impact your anxiety and maybe even depression and maybe even other disorders. So it all kind of goes together in a way. to completely stop your anxiety but there are things you can do to greatly reduce it you can get help early on try therapy if you have the resources staying active can help i know for me exercising is very helpful um also avoiding alcohol or other substances that affect the brain is also a healthy choice um strategies that i use like there are many ways that i try to reduce my anxiety um I love going outside and going on a run or a walk, journaling, or just listening to music and getting it all out because that can really help. If I'm in an extremely anxious physical state, um, my stomach's hurting or like I'm shaking, you know, just taking deep breaths and trying to calm down. Like you've probably heard that the most, like trying to take deep breaths and doing that can kind of reset your nervous system and it's very helpful. So. As I mentioned earlier, um, I actually interviewed, instead of interviewing an organization, I interviewed my one of my friends, her name is Sydney, and we just talked about her experiences with anxiety and just a little bit more about the topic. So here's the interview. Mm, yes. 
Okay, um, by the way, I was recording the last 15 seconds. Um, <laughs> even when I said the No, no, no. Stop. <laughs> You're bad. Okay. Um, so thank you for agreeing to do this. Thanks for taking the time out of your day to talk with me about this. Yeah, I'm pretty famous, so, uh, we'll talk about it afterwards. Anyways, um, would you just like to talk a little bit about yourself? I know that um, we're going to keep this a little bit more anonymous and not say your name, but um, just like what has your, when did you realize in your life that anxiety was kind of a problem for you or you recognized what it was? Um, probably in sixth grade. I didn't have a full comprehension of what anxiety was or what even mental health was because it wasn't really talked about when I was younger. But I came to a full realization that it's a problem and it's not normal in sixth grade. And that's when I started to have identity issues and whatnot. It's my school and it's a new environment, so that's totally normal. Yeah, that's really early on for something to happen like that. And I think that now, um, growing up, we have been exposed to more serious topics at a younger age i think especially because of social media like we're um we have like basically the entire like the entire knowledge of the world in our hands and we kind of know more about how the way things work and but when did it like really start to affect you i know that it started in sixth grade but was there one point in time where you were like okay i need to you know ask someone for help that was probably in seventh grade, to be honest with you. That's when um, some traumatic stuff had happened in seventh grade. And I didn't know how to navigate it. It wasn't something I could just push down like I had done in the past. And that's when I got a second part of you, and that was my mom. Yeah. Yeah, so. That's also pretty young, um, but like, how does your anxiety manifest? Like, how does it come out in, like, cause for everyone it comes out in different ways, but how does yours mm-hmm. come out? Is yours reaction like more physical or? My reaction? Um, usually I'll get a feeling in my stomach. Like, are we talking about an anxiety attack or generalized? Um, generalized and I'm gonna talk about the attack later on. Okay, generalized, yeah, feeling in your stomach, definitely. Like that pit feeling that something is wrong. It's the best way I can describe it to people is if you pick like pick at your pocket and your phone's not there and that fear that you get. That's what someone with anxiety might feel for a long, long period of time. And as well as um, your breathing changes, your breathing pattern, definitely. Maybe a little bit shaky, um, and lost focus, and your mind is only on that one trigger. Yeah. And like for the attack, have you ever experienced one before? And if you have, like when was it? And you can briefly describe it. I've experienced both an anxiety and a panic attack. So those are very different things. Are we talking about an anxiety attack? Yeah, just the anxiety attack. Okay, um, yeah, of course I've experienced an anxiety attack, it's a normal thing 
for someone with anxiety to experience is a scary thing. Um, and in those moments, for me personally, my body just freezes. I can't move, and my mind, it's in a state of shock, almost. And I'm stuck wherever I am, and my heart is racing, and I feel like something is gonna happen, something crazy, something scary, unless it already has happened. And this is my reaction afterwards, just building up all the scenarios in my head. And that can be so painful to do that, um, to think about all the different outcomes when you really don't know and you can't predict the future. And so that's overwhelming. And it's just a sensation of, for me, shock and fear. And I have those physical symptoms, like, as I was saying, the frozen state and heavier breathing and shaking, possibly, and things like that, and getting sick. Yeah, I, like, that can be so hard to get out of uh, when you're feeling all that. It feels like you're kind of almost like, I can mean, I don't know, like, maybe it feels like you're like, almost like stuck in time where you like can't get out of a certain moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but how does a panic attack differentiate from an anxiety attack? So anxiety attacks usually have meaning. You, your body reacts to something and it has a trigger. Panic attacks, not so much. Panic attacks are something that happen, they don't have a place in time. Um, they don't need a place in time. And they kind of just stump your day a little bit and they kind of come out of nowhere, more so than anxiety attacks. Yeah, so, okay, so I guess, so panic attacks are just a little bit more randomized than the anxiety ones, I guess, yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. And do you, um, do things that can help your anxiety a little bit and calm it down? Like, is there anything that you do, uh, an activity or medication? Fortnite. Is there anything else? (laughs) (laughs) Um, for me, when I was, uh, like, deep, probably in the summer of ninth grade, last summer, um, I played a lot of Sims. Okay. okay. I'm not joking. It was a good distraction. I would just find a way to distract myself. So I put on my favorite TV show, Modern Family at the time. And I would play Sims for like hours and hours. But I would imagine Family Guy also suits your anxiety a little bit. Yeah. Because Family Guy is a lighthearted, well, not lighthearted actually. That's, it's, uh, a comedy. Yeah. Um, it makes me laugh. That's mm-hmm. so important. Um, I love humor. Anyone that knows me knows I love humor. And so, Family Guy is definitely... She's actually not funny at all. So, I think that, um... <laughs> I think that, um, with anxiety, it's... It can make your life feel so, um, almost like big and so so like it feels like everything has like so many stakes when in reality that's not really true <clears throat> and so just keeping it lighthearted is i think important and i think that we've talked about this before 
how sometimes uh, things aren't as deep as they might seem. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, really like, I think those things are proportion. Yeah. And it makes us think we're the center of the world. When in reality, there's so many other people that probably feel the same way you do in that moment. That all that's around them. And whatnot. Um, definitely most things are proportion. And for somebody, like somebody that's an introvert or somebody that keeps to themselves, that can be really scary. It can be very scary to feel like all eyes are on you. And me personally, I'm not. But I've known people that are. And they do not like the feeling of their life is the biggest thing, especially people who are selfless and people who worry about other people so much or not. It can be hard for them to focus on themselves and get themselves through that moment and not push aside the feeling of importance, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a really big thing to also realize is like just zooming out. And like when you zoom out and you imagine the world and you imagine how many people there are in the world, like you were saying, like there are so many people and we're all just living our lives. And like if you're stuck in a bad moment, the moment will pass. That's true. It, but it's also very important to recognize your feelings because that could be possibly a diagnosis. Uh, like if you find yourself having these feelings more often than not, then that's probably an issue. Yeah, speaking um, more to the medical side, have you ever tried therapy? Have I ever tried therapy? I have. And I have. how your experiences have, have they been positive or more negative? Personally, um, I always say people when they ask me, um, if you don't have someone in your life that supports you very well and someone that you can talk to quite easily and tell anything to, I would say therapy for sure. For sure. Um, having that outlet. But for me, I had my mom and my mom I could tell anything to. And I found that I made much more progress with my mom than I could with my therapist. Um, so it was kind of, a, for me, therapy, I'm a very open person. You'll ask me any question I can tell you. I'm a very open person, so therapy wasn't a difficulty for me. However, I did have a not great therapist at first, and I had to change, or maybe that's a personal thing. Maybe she wasn't good for me. So it's important to find a therapist that's suitable for you. And I found that with my recent therapist. Yeah, and I think that like the support system thing is really important because sometimes like having people around you that can maybe ground you a little bit and people that are, you know, constant, like your mom, they can really help just uh, kind of see something that's similar in your day-to-day life so everything doesn't feel like it's chaotic all the time. Oh, for sure. And especially for me, um... Having that support is someone that you know, and someone that you're close with, someone that can make you laugh and whatnot. With therapists, um, my personal therapist at first, the one that I didn't really compatible with, that I was compatible with, um, she, for me, felt like a job. She was doing a job and not being a human being. So she failed to make me laugh and whatnot. I think that's important to keep it, like you said, lighthearted. And 
but you don't feel like you're abnormal or just in a sticky situation. Yeah, I think that, like the people, um, some people, I don't know, I've never tried therapy, but if someone's like talking to you and asking you how you feel and almost feels like a job interview or it feels like they're like a robot, then it feels like you start to doubt yourself maybe and you feel like, okay, um, is there actually something serious going on? Because like keeping it lighthearted um, keeps it a little bit more real and a little bit more grounded. Oh, for sure. For sure. It helps you recognize that this is a normal thing. People do therapy on a daily basis before they go to work and whatnot. It's not, uh, like you said, a crazy deep thing. And so to make it a serious little appointment that has so much stake is not worth it. Absolutely, uh, yeah. Definitely not worth it. Okay, Monty's scratching at my door. I have to let him in. Is he actually? Okay, let him in. He's bad. Monty. Oh my god. Oh, it's both. Oh my god. You couldn't even recognize if it was Monty or Bo. That's kind of embarrassing. Well, Monty usually meows. Oh, okay. Bo was meowing because ever since his cousin moved in, it's just been meowing. Gus is my favorite. Gus? Gus is my favorite. Is it because he's obese? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the vet tells us he needs to be on a diet. I don't want to. I feel like it's torture. <laughs> for for uh, just for anyone who doesn't know, Gus and Monty are her cats. Unfortunately, they live. They're good for anxiety. They live horrible lives because you have to. Take no, they're dying. <laughs> They're constantly underfed. They live in horrible conditions. <laughs> underfed, that's funny. Maybe the other cats, because Gus eats everything. Like, have you seen how skinny Bo is? Wait, are you sure that you didn't eat one of the Shawn Mendes confetti instead of Gus? I think uh, Gus ate one of them. That's a funny question. I didn't know this was going to be a part of the interview. Wow. I didn't? I love him. You're a fake John Mendes fan. Anyway, so to... I'm leaving right now. This is turning into Trisha Paytas for me. Sleep, what is going on? <laughs> we'll be bigger than Trisha Paytas. Don't worry. We'll be famous okay, after. I'm starting to say. Good job. <laughs> he said a lot of stories. Okay, um, the last question that I wanted to ask you was like, so your anxiety, is it more long-lasting? Like, do you wake up with it, like, in your stomach, or does it kind of just pop in at random points throughout the day? When it, it was bad, when it used to be three in the morning, I would get up and feel like that all day. All day, for weeks on end. Um, but now I'm more with help and treatments and whatnot, it's generalized, right? It's like um, that popping in, like you said. And that's pretty normal. People that haven't been diagnosed also tend to get that too. So I've gotten under control quite well. No, that's good that you've gotten better with it. Um, 
But yeah, that was everything I wanted to ask you. Thank you for doing this. And no. No. Okay, he's ugly. I know. I'm sorry. But. Bo is not ugly. Don't be mean. He's kind of ugly. Hey, Bo, Bo. Hey, he's ugly. He's ugly. He looks like an old man trapped in a little boy's body. Special <laughs> guest appearance, Bo. Bo, Bo. <laughs> okay, but yeah, thank you for doing this. Thank you for talking with me. And I think that people can definitely take away some important things from this conversation. So thank you for your insight. today again i hope you enjoyed this episode even though it was a little bit different if you did like it please let me know by damning me on instagram and the instagram is at underscore h-a-a-i-d and even let me know if you have any suggestions for me for future episodes the podcast twitter is at underscore h-a-a-i-d podcast so follow that and follow this podcast on spotify by scrolling to the top of the page and clicking on the follow button while you're at it maybe even rate it and i know that we didn't have an organization for this topic but i will talk about a few organizations on the podcast instagram which i mentioned it's at underscore h-a-a-i-d and on there i'll just talk about some anxiety organizations you can support but thank you for listening to this episode and i hope you have a great day or night or whenever you're listening to this and i'll see you in a month